Howdy doody, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Unknown TO Podcast Season 3. Yes, we still exist. I know it's been a while and we appreciate your patience, but we are back with a vengeance and we've come back with a bang. We want to let you guys hear this awesome episode. We have Ben Goudreau of the World Junior Team Canada gold medal winning team and of the Sarnia Sting. Benny, can you say hello to the people? Hey, how's it going? We also have a very special co-host. He has been on the episode before. He now plays for the Oshawa Generals, and he's a good friend of mine. Ryder McIntyre. Ryder, say hello to the people. Thank you for having me, Manny. I appreciate it. Always, always. We always appreciate you guys coming on. Benny, thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy person. Um, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on everything that's going on. And yeah, we're very happy to have you on the pod. Well, thank you very much. So uh, without saying any more, let's get started. So on the topic of the World Juniors, um, so every Canadian kid uh, who grows up playing hockey, especially at the elite level, who goes on to the OHL junior hockey, their, goal, their dream is to play in the World Juniors. You got to experience that. So with that happening, like, what was the process like getting there? Um, how was it? How was the experience? How was it coming together with the guys? The process of the tournament as well, being like in a different city, hotel, kind of the hotel I know was hosted in two different cities. And also just the experience of playing among top and world talent who you will potentially be seeing at the next level. Yeah, I mean, I think like the whole process of, Working up to Team Canada's World Junior Team starts when you're real young. Uh, for me, it started, I think, what, like with Hockey Canada ways. It was when I was about 15 years old with Team Ontario um, and then Team NOHA. And then it filters into U17s, U18s. And then the next thing you know, um, you're at that U20 age for World Junior. So, I mean, uh, there's quite the process. And not too many guys are lucky enough to go and play all three of them. So, I can't, I'm for, very fortunate I was able to do that. Um, but I mean, again, like it starts once you touch, touch the ice as a kid, really the process and you got to work hard throughout the whole way up and, uh, again, there's not easy. And, uh, I know Ryder could talk to talk about that as well. I mean, even just getting into the OHL is something that a lot of kids, uh, are very fortunate to do and, uh, to make that next step and be on the world junior team is it's very, uh, it's something that you can't forget. And I mean, uh, the experience that you get once you're there is it's really something special um getting to play with those guys um like when you play with guys like Connor Bedard Shane Wright um Offman like Clark it doesn't really like the list doesn't stop you can, I can go on for days about guys I've gotten to play with at that tournament um they they're all amazing players great guys it's a lot of fun uh we come together really well it's it's always a so I always the tournament seems long when you uh when you think about it thinking that we were basically there for a month but um looking back on it it flew by uh way quicker than i could have ever imagined and the whole experience was amazing uh, hockey canada does an amazing job with us and allows us to really play as if we were at our home the whole time um whether it be with the meals that they try to get um they set you up with anything if you need something the next day it's there like uh, i had a little bit of a sinus infection while i was there and uh i needed something to kind of clear up the room and 
the next day I all like they all went out and bought me a diffuser. Like they they make sure that you're uh you're at home and comfy and uh ready to go for whatever you got whatever comes next. No, I can imagine that makes a huge difference, especially like being so young and being expected to perform at an elite level. Um, we all know the pressure that comes with it. I mean, you experienced some of that, but we won't go into that. Those guys, we don't need to worry about them. Um, but yeah, speaking about the guys you played with, like Othman, Wright, Bedard, like what was it like getting to know them and understand like, cause you guys are all professional athletes at an elite level. Like you're the elite of the elite of your position. So was there a lot of similarities in your personalities differences, um, that kind of sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the biggest thing with the guys at that level is everybody's very dialed in. Um, like there's, there's guys there that like they're, they won't even touch. Like we have cookies like at every meal and like Bedard didn't touch a cookie the entire time he was there. Like he didn't touch a single thing of dessert. His only like dessert that he eats is those Brookside like chocolate covered blueberries. So he, uh, like it's just, it's that serious and they take it that serious and it's something that you got to do. I know, uh, when I lived with Ryder, he was the same way and, um, he, he dialed in his stuff and, uh, he tried to help me do that as well. I mean, it didn't work out so great. Um, but no, I mean, there's at every, everybody at that level has to dial it in. I mean, uh, whether it be like stretching, uh, eating habits, bedtime, um, everything has to be dialed in, especially at a tournament like that as well. Cause you're so like, you're just going constantly. Like it was either a practice day or a game day. It seemed like every single day and, uh, the practices were long and were hard. Um, game days were hard too. So it was, it was something that you had to get the right rest. You had to fuel your body with the right stuff. And I think those guys, uh, that are that are at that level uh do that the best uh, it's incredible to hear uh absolutely makes sense though i mean you hear from all these sports psychologists sports nutritionists about how all those little things add up to make the biggest difference bro i couldn't i couldn't do that i couldn't if there was cookies i'd just be eating them like today my dad just made apple turnovers and even made nutella turnovers like nutella filled ones i couldn't leave the kitchen without having to like have half because he wouldn't let me leave <laughs> Like I would be able to do this. I love like the little, like I, uh, they had those Nanamo bars, whatever they're called there. And like, I, I was snacking on those. I won't even lie. I mean, I, they're so good. <laughs> like our first year together, uh, Thanksgiving time, we uh, went to, we went to the grocery store. We both bought, uh, we both got like Thanksgiving pies. So we just got our own pie. So like we learned right after that, we weren't feeling too good. So that was our last, like, yeah, like we gotta we gotta get focused here. We both got our own big Thanksgiving pie, like it was like your grandma made it. So after that, we we both had a dollar in. So I think Benny learned from that. A whole pie? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like a one day thing, but it was over the course of like a couple days a week. But yeah, it was. But but you didn't share one pie. You each had your own. Yeah, yeah. He's lying. This was a day. I went to go grab like the, my pie the next day, and his pie was in the garbage okay, so, already because he already ate so, the whole thing. No, no. <laughs> so was his, but it's okay. Water under the bridge. <laughs> All right. Um, one last question about the World Juniors. Um, what was it just like that moment you won gold and like you, the buzzer went off and you guys realized that it's ours? Yeah, it was really special. I mean, it's something you dream about as a kid. Um, so for it to come true was really special. Uh, like we were on the bench. It was when we scored that goal, everybody jumped off. And then 
obviously being on the bench, I had to kind of find a way off the bench that wasn't jumping over a board as a goalie. And I kind of got caught like Shaner and I were looking right at each other where we both just kind of gave like, yeah, like we did this. Like it was awesome. So he ran out there and I was able to kind of scoot in behind him off the bench. And it was, it's something I'll never forget. I mean, it's the little moments like that that you really remember. Um, like the second that puck went in the net, everybody was very ecstatic, except for Dale and Gunther, who scored the goal because he forgot that we were in OT. But um, other than that, I mean, everybody else was very ecstatic, and it was it was definitely something special, and it was something I'll never forget. Yeah, that was kind of funny actually watching on TV. Like, is he is that just his personality, or? Yeah, he's he's awesome. Like. I think it was after the first period or whenever he scored his power play goal earlier on in the game. Um, and he went up to do an interview and the girl was like, Oh, like here comes the power play specialist himself. And he goes, yeah. Like, he's just like the most chill guy in the world. Like he's, he's unreal. He's one of the nicest guys. He's just, he's so easy to talk to. He's just down to earth and he's so relaxed. Like it's, it's unreal. That's awesome. Well, thank you on behalf of all of Canada. <laughs> I always enjoy watching that gold medal win around Christmas time. It's uh, sort of a staple for those of us who have been playing hockey since we were kids. No, I agree. It's something that as a kid I looked up to as well. And I mean, it's something that uh, I'll never forget having that chance to be there. It was, it was something special for me and my family. Amazing, amazing. All right, now to switch gears, uh, let's bring it back to your club team. So the Sting, you guys have made a lot of moves recently. Uh, acquiring some of your world junior teammates, Ethan Del Mastro, um, some other huge pickups for like depth in your lineup, also adding some scoring. And it looks like you guys are poised to make a deep run, or that's the goal here. And you guys are currently ranked ninth in the uh, OHL, uh, like in the entire OHL. So it seems like you're on the right track. What are some of the things you guys are doing as a team to try and make that happen and is the memorial cup in your sights yeah i mean i think at the end of the day um i think for us this is a year that we have to go for it um we have the team to do it uh we just got to figure out kind of our roles and acceptance of that and um guys got also like 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 you said we just picked up a bunch of new guys so it's something that uh people are still learning how to play with different people and the chemistry is a little bit off right now but uh, we had a big weekend last weekend. Uh, we got all four points. Uh, so it was something that for us was a big building stone. And hopefully, hopefully going forward, we can continue with that. Um, I think we got a great team. I think if we can put it all together and play our game for 60 minutes, uh, I think we win every seven-game series. I think this team is something that's really special. And um, you look up and down this our depth chart, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, especially on a D. Um, the amount of guys that we have and how stacked it is, it's, it's pretty special. So it's, uh, it's nice to have in front of me. And when you're only getting 20 shots a game, it's, uh, it's something special to, as a goalie for sure. No, it makes, makes tons of sense. Then honestly, it'd be awesome for you guys to make a run. You've been around that organization. They drafted you, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So like that'd almost be like the perfect way to kind of create your path and end it in the OHL. Cause I mean, next year we hope you're at least in the A or, maybe the show yeah no 100 it's it's something special like i i know i've talked with the organization and stuff like that about next year and obviously i don't really know what i'm doing yet but um this organization has been i've been here since i was 16 so um it's, it means a lot to me and to be able to have this chance to go on a run with them is something that's truly special 
Damn, from 16. That's crazy. Dude, that's a boy. You were a boy when you, you started to know. Yeah, just like that. Gold medal winning man. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, no, I was, I, guys were pulling up my like rookie, like, uh, like, like headshots or whatever. And they were all like, eh, your little boy. It's like, yeah. Well, here now. <laughs> can we get a, can we get a then and now picture? Yeah, I can send you one. It's bad though. It's like I look like Ryder basically when I was a rookie, and then now it's <laughs> for the, for those listening right now. Ryder's just shaking his head. Ryder catching all the strays today. Oh my goodness! The, the entire episode, the entire episode so far. Before too, I just just sitting here, just getting grilled by by the guests. So your team and ask a question. I know you are, and this is your chance to get into this conversation and fire back at some of these shots that have been fired at you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep it respectful here. I'm just gonna ask a nice little question to him. So, Benny. If you could, if you could jersey swap with any athlete from any sport, top number one, can't pick one, three, who would it be? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, growing up, uh, I was always a Carey Price fan. So I think if I could jersey swap with anybody, it would definitely be him. I mean, uh, he's a guy that I've watched since I was little. So to be able to have a chance like to do something like that would be definitely something special. I mean, uh, I was lucky enough at World Juniors. He actually sent us a video um, just telling us like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity like and all that and we uh we actually talked on instagram's dms there for a little bit too which was cool so um i think being able to have that connection with him and then uh obviously having the connection of watching him since i was real young i think that's something that would be cool yeah so would you say you model your game after carrie price or who would you if you had to pick one i mean it's probably hard to pick one goal nowadays but who would who would you say you play the most most like yeah, I mean, I think as a kid growing up, I think the guy that I wanted to be and what my goalie coach kind of tried to um, help me be and help me resemble that guy was Carey Price for sure. Um, sometimes there's flashes of stuff that I don't even know if any other, anybody else is doing it because I look at look at myself on video and ask myself what I'm doing. But, um, no, I think for the most part, I think I've always tried to be like Carey Price and play like him. I mean, just how calm he is in the net is something that uh, is definitely pretty special. Yeah, I was just going to pump your tires there a little bit. Yeah, like that presence in the, the goal crease. I mean, you watch U18s, you watch when you play in the regular season, and even even World Juniors, just that, that calm presence you have in the back end, like kind of kind of see it comes from from Carey Price. You know, I think that's what he – that's what if you were to ask – his teammates, that's what he brings to the table every night. Is he's just that calm presence that you know he's making that save. So a little pump in your tires there. Don't take that. Don't let it get to your head too much. But I might have to get this like in like writing later on. I haven't heard anything nice out of this guy before. Uh, I will I will cut this out and just send it to you. You can keep it forever. There we go. <laughs> yeah, put it, he'll put it on a poster on his wall because well. <laughs> uh be his new ringtone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Oh man. So wait, Ryder, I'm going to flip that question on you though. The one you started with the Jersey swap, what would you, who Jersey would you take? Yeah, I don't think I could pick one. I would pick a couple. My first one would be Sidney Crosby. I mean, he's the best player. I think one of the best players of all time. And I mean, growing up, I just, I just love watching him play. Like he was, my dad and I is one of our favorite players and just kind of watching him every Saturday night, whenever we see him on the TV and stuff, he just did every little thing as well on top of, I mean, he scored amazing goals and, putting up a lot of points. So he did, did everything. He does everything well. So it'd be him. And then my favorite player growing up was Steven Stamco. So I'd say number two would be him. I really just, he was my favorite player since, since I could remember. And uh, my third, I think I would do, I'd go to basketball and pick MJ. I just, just 
just love his mentality. I just love what he brought to basketball and what he brought to the sporting world. So I just, I would pick him. My other one. Those, those are solid picks. I can't complain with any of those. I mean, yeah, I even had actually in my notes, I even wrote like a, a Stamkos or a PK Subban, like a, a Toronto boy uh, for a hockey jersey because they're not that, I guess, no, they are that much older than me, but they're not crazy older than me. So it was just cool seeing them come up. But then a lot of the other jerseys I have, like I had a messy jersey because like who wouldn't want the goat from soccer? And then I even wrote down like a Davies because what that man does on a soccer pitch, I had the opportunity to witness him play in uh, 2019 for the Nations League stuff. My God, that guy's fast. Oh, just running down the sidelines. Like, how? I don't know how he does it. And then the speed also, like, you can compare him to, like, a McDavid. Like, if you could put Davies on skates, I think he'd be faster. If I don't know if Davies can skate, but if he can, I think he'd be faster. Man's quick. I think I saw I think there was, like, somewhere where they're comparing, like, like different athletes between sports. And I think that comparison was made as, like, the, like the McDavid uh, – Davies. They're just pure speed and they can think it that fast, which amazes me. Cause like if I had that speed, I wouldn't, my brain would be off. Like I'd just be running. So that, that is the most impressive thing to me is the fact that they can move at that speed and make those decisions that fast. Like they're not human. No. What was it like practicing with a guy like Bedard? Yeah. I mean, I think like when he comes down the wing, uh, he's deceptive. Like if you're doing like a three on one drill or a two on one drill, you have no idea what's going on. Um, he can sauce that puck cross ice tape to tape or rip a shot that again, you don't even see coming because he has a stupid fast release. Um, it's definitely something special. Like he's, he's one of those guys where some guys might look at him and go, he's a little bit smaller. Who knows how he's going to do, but he's thick. He's a big boy. He has some muscle on him and he's so skilled art he's going to do amazing at the next level and it's going to be something that's uh it's definitely fun to watch and having having that guy uh as a friend now and being able to play a couple times with him is something that i'll, I'll definitely never forget as well and benny speaking about the speed and changing the speed of going the game i mean as you go up in levels it just gets getting faster and faster so how are you how are you preparing for that next level jump i mean we all hope that next year, you know, make that jump or even two years from now, three years from now. But I mean, how are you preparing physically, mentally, all that to get that jump going? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me um, is what rides always yelled at me for is just keep grinding in the gym. I mean, you got to get bigger and stronger. And uh, I think that's something that a guy like Ryder has actually uh, done really well with himself. I mean, uh, for him being such a little boy, he uh, he manned up and really worked out real well in the gym. I mean, probably one of the hardest workers that I've ever uh, had the chance to play with, which is something that uh, is pretty special, I think, going forward in his hockey career and will help him out a lot. But I think that's uh, it's the, that's the main thing you got to do. I mean, uh, you got to get bigger, faster, stronger. And that's just how it is at every other level. Uh, when I came from midget to uh, junior hockey, it was something that I had to do. And uh, to go to pro and do the same things. So it's it's something that uh, it never stops. And you just got to keep continuing to get bigger, faster, stronger. And um, whoever can really do that the best ends up being the best at the end of the day. So it's uh, it's something that uh, I got to continue to work on. And realistically, everybody does. Uh, even the guy like Connor Bedard, uh, he's obviously a unreal player. But if he wants to get to that McDavid status, he's, again, still having to work on getting bigger, faster, and stronger. I mean, if you... 
if you watch the CHL prospect game, was it last night or two nights ago? Uh, Bedard was already throwing the body. <laughs> I mean, it was getting physical out there. Um, so he loves, he loves it. There's I mean, just a couple of videos of him last year, like trying to toe drag somebody, and uh, the guy tries to hit him, and he just reverse checks this guy and puts him like right on his butt. Like he he's a big boy. Like it's honestly kind of shocking. Like his like forearms are the size of my quads. Like he's he's huge. Huge is like core is huge. Is legs like he's just huge like it's it's kind of surprising like if you don't if you don't if you see him on the ice you think he's like this little tiny kid because he really is like five ten maybe which nowadays everybody's six foot four playing it seems like like Ryder um so like but he's he weighs more than me and I have like three or four inches on him right so it's like like he's a big boy like he uh he put and he can still move that fast yeah well that's the thing is everything he puts on his muscle and it's just like He's just so explosive. Like his legs are huge, and they're just like you can just see all the muscle just bulging now. Just like mine, right? Yeah, filter into something outside of hockey. I mean, living in North Bay, what's that like? I know we're planning on. I was gonna come up in the summer, we're gonna go fishing together, playing some golf. What? A, tell us about that. Tell us about living in North Bay. How how you enjoy that? What do you What do you get up to? No, it's it's a fun place, honestly. I know it uh, it gets trashed as one of the worst places in the league in the OHL, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, most people see it in the winter where it's it sucks in the winter. I won't even lie; it's minus thirty and snows everywhere and slushy, icy. It's uh, it's not too much fun unless you like ice fishing. So for me, uh, a city like North Bay is exactly where I would, I like to be because there's ice fishing, there's uh, golf, just like Ryder said in the summer, and uh, it's it's fun. I mean. I got some close buddies there, so that that also makes it fun. And I grew up pretty lucky with my property where I was able to have buddies over. We'd have some bonfires, hang out in the hot tub, and we had a pretty big yard. So growing up, we were playing, like, baseball in the backyard and stuff, like, which is pretty tough to do in Toronto, right? So as much as you can go out and do all the fun stuff in Toronto, like all the tours and everything, it's uh, it was something that was nice to be able to kind of grow up and grow up in the bush almost and uh, have that kind of side side to me. and. Uh, it's something that going forward that I can kind of hope to keep in, in me and uh, no matter where I go. And I know that Ryder is talking about coming up this summer and that's, that's what we're hoping to do. I think we're going to go up to my family's camp up in Horn Payne, which is like seven hours North of North Bay. So it's a little bit of a hike, but um, the fishing up there is unreal. Uh, it's, it's truly something special. So hopefully we can get up, get up there and I can teach them how to catch a fish and teach them how to clean it up and eat it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe go hunting. We were, uh, we what we do to kill time is we had our TV set up beside each other and we'd play this virtual hunting game together. So, like, we'd actually be hunting. It was like hours on end on video games. We'd just be sitting there just hunting. We'd be, we had to be quiet and stuff. You couldn't move your controller or the uh, animals would run away. So, we had some good fun. We had some good fun with that. So, yeah, I can see where that comes from living in North Bay. I mean, I was from outskirts of Toronto. So, I mean, I'm not like, Mandela or Corey, like they're they're more downtown. I still have some green space, but I mean, and and hang on, let's back up a minute. Ryder, you and Quiet, how did that work out? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't see those those two those two words correlating in a situation or a sentence. Like and that's what we played on. That's what we played on the Xbox. I mean, I don't know how good we'd be in person because we'd get we get carried away sitting in one of those huts for hours on end but i mean at least with fishing you can't you can't talk the fish away so 
<laughs> only if you're a grandpa that's the only that's your line is just the fish can hear you that way you don't have to listen to your grand because my grandpa always used to say to me but uh no rider rider was all right at the hunting game I, I won't say he was great he uh trying to get this guy to line up a shot in a spot that like actually kills an animal was, was something that he struggled with um so that was the first learning lesson is the uh, anatomy of an animal so he could he could try to put those animals down but it was it was a lot of fun playing those games with him and i know we played a lot of nhl too and uh it was it's a lot of fun to do those things together and uh we've obviously built quite a good relationship over the last couple of years that's that's evident i think just through today's episode alone uh clearly can tell you guys go back who's the nhl mvp who won more games let's be real here oh me we oh we never really played like against each other we would like we would play like franchise mode. So like we'd make yeah. like a we'd make like a we'd be GMs and we'd team guys, eh? Team guys. Look, I love it. Because we'd I'd have to like upgrade his guy so much that he'd actually make the NHL. That, that was where the fun came from. Oh no. Actually, you know what? I can't even say that though, because I think they EA gave him like the highest ranking on our team. Yeah, last year I had the highest, I had the highest overall. So like he was pissed. So the first the first day the game came out. He changed his changed everything. But oh, had- when we would play, like we would we sometimes we'd forget about ourselves and we would just play like our own. We just make our own teams. We'd always like do like these custom franchise teams and stuff like that. So I mean, I think that I beat him a couple times here and there when we did play versus. But I mean, it's okay. It's up for debate. Ben just shaking his head though. It's up for debate. We need we need the video evidence. Ben is saying we need the video evidence. <laughs> Yeah. No, I would say though that Ben he is somehow just good at every single video game on mankind. Like I, I, I don't know. Like every video game, there's there you. He could pick any game, which he did. He was usually the one who decided what we played, and we would play that. And he would just he'd always be good regardless. He'd be like, I, I suck at the gun games. Those ones I suck at. Like I was, the other day, I decided to like download Fortnite and start playing that again. So I'm playing it, and I won four in a row, and I'm like. I'm good at this game all of a sudden. So I'm texting my buddy. I'm like, man, we got to start playing again. Like, I just won four in a row. Like, I'm sick. Like, this is unreal. And he goes, you just started playing again, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're just playing the bots. Like, they're not even real people. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I thought I was so sick. And this, like, I'm like, I got like five kills. I'm like, this is good. I've never gotten five kills before. And sure enough, I'm just playing the bots. Like, I thought I was so sick. So I like, I like bought like the John Cena skin. Cause I'm like, I'm good now. Like, I got a cool skin spent 30 bucks on that and the next thing you know it's i'm playing bots like it was probably one of the most depressing things in my life <laughs> oh no they got you <laughs> all right so this is for both of you um obviously you guys have made it very far in your hockey journeys to this point um anyone who's in your position would be very happy and very fortunate but you guys have put in the work obviously that goes without being said can you guys give us some insight, like some deeper insight to some of the important things, like the intangibles that you did um, and some of the mentors, the people and memorable moments in your hockey career that shaped you and helped you to get where you are today? Some advice for the youth. I think um, like the biggest thing, like growing up, I was able to find a good goalie coach right away. Um, instead of looking for more and looking for better. Uh, I stuck with him, grew up with him. Um, he was a real good goalie coach. I think my roommate's here one second. Um, so he was awesome for me and really helped me out. 
quite a bit. Um, so having that was awesome. And for uh, me growing up uh, in North Bay, there wasn't too much there. So uh, like there was, there was some good coaches I was lucky enough to have uh, growing up. And uh, once I got to the OHL, um, the training started and I was able to find a real good trainer in North Bay who actually lifted for Team Canada. Um, so having him off off ice was really awesome. And then my goalie coach in Sarnia, uh, Frankie Palazze, uh, who played in the OHL, played in the coast, I believe, in the A a little bit. Uh, he's, I, could, I really couldn't have asked for a better junior goalie coach at all. Uh, he's, he's awesome. So have all those people uh, by my side uh, growing up and my goal coach from North Bay, especially Todd Roblar, who actually, he even came out to the World Juniors with me. And uh, he's a real good family friend now. And his son is around my age. So we had a lot of fun together. And uh, it's something that I'll never forget for sure. I love that. That's, you know, the whole point of, of grassroots sport, getting kids in, you know, coaches, being good coaches makes a difference. Um, you know, you can, you can be titled a coach, but to actually be a coach, it, it, you know, takes skill. It's not just like you can do it. And especially when you get to a position like goalies where it's not your every day, like, okay, just go out there and get the puck. It's like, it's more specialized. Um, so yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. It's cool to hear that he, he even came out to the world juniors. We, uh, I always coach at his camps that he has in the summer and stuff too. And, uh we always have a coaches meeting like every wednesday and it's just come over to his place and have you pops and sit in like the bath in the bathtub in the pool <laughs> i'd be a little weird eh uh but i mean you could call a pool a bathtub i guess exactly it's a big oversized bath so it's uh it's 2023 no but it it was uh it was it's awesome like we we've, we've built a real good connection we've had some good guys uh that have also helped us out so it's uh it's pretty awesome it's a lot of fun and uh something i'll never forget can't thank him enough for yeah i mean yeah kind of like with benny like i mean you find good mentors like i was fortunate enough to find a good trainer randy smith i've been working with him for probably five six years now and then skills coaches tay phillips dennis tracy i've been working with them since i was probably five six years as well too uh, i mean mandela's talking about myself on the camera too because he was my uh team's trainer and minor midget my, minor bantam to minor midget so like, I mean, you got good coaching staff going over the way when you're younger and stuff that plays a, a, a big role in your development and stuff. And even just your love for the game, if you don't have good, good staff, then I mean, like you want to show up to the rink every day happy. So you have good people around you. I mean, it's, it makes it so much easier. So I appreciate it. But um, Benny touched on it earlier uh, about Ryder. Ryder's work ethic. Um, it's bar none. It's next to none. Then that's what's going to take him places and he's going to go very far. All right. Anything else from the from from the panel, Ryder? Any last question? Any last comment? You get your final dig. We end the episode on that. Mic drop. Oh, you put me on the spot here. I mean, got it. To be quite honest, I'm surprised you weren't thinking of it already. Like, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think like I think like if, if we had if we released the video of this podcast, I mean, it'd be safe to say that we knew we had the best best facial hair on this podcast episode would be number 72 Ryder McIntyre um but that's that's besides the point the best looking best looking guest of the two so I mean I appreciate you having me out here again and it's I mean, always you are the in. first guest host we've had on so you can yeah, take that yeah, title so, yeah no I that's a pretty tough host to have on <laughs> no but I appreciate having myself and I'm sure I'm sure Benny can say the same thing I mean so it's been great so I appreciate it
Yeah, no, hundred percent. Thank you guys very much for having me on. It was a lot of fun and to get on, get to come on here and just chirp rider for a good little bit. That doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I mean, thank you both for, for joining us. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you guys, especially with what you do. We just, you know, we sit at home, we watch on TV and we just get to enjoy, but you know, hearing the stories, hearing firsthand how it goes, it's, it's fun. It's fun to hear. Uh, Manny, anything? Yeah, no, just reiterating, reiterating what Corey said. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, we're both following your journeys and we look to forward to seeing what you guys can do in the future. And Benny, thanks again for the gold medal. Appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I have to say one more thing. I'd like to make a shout out. Um, Benny's roommate, Nolan Burke. He's uh, He's been begging for this shout out here this entire episode. So, Berkey, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he say hi to the people, Berkey, Berkey, say hi to the people. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> we can have you on if you want. We can have you on sooner or later. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. There you go. Here you have it, people. Future guests. That'll be a tough episode. <laughs> okay, so we have, a, we have a panel. We have a three-way panel then. You, Ryder, Berkey. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, that'll be a Donnie. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We appreciate you. We are back. We are here to stay. We still do exist. And stay tuned for more content, more episodes. And appreciate you all. Be well, be safe. One love. Peace.